is Actually You Are a Real Runner with Jacqueline Riccio. Hey, hi, we are back. So I wanted to let you know, March 8th is the day that you are going to want to mark in your calendar. Do it right now. <laughs> mark it down. Um, it is International Women's Day, and it all it, it is also um, the fourth annual Run with Jacqueline event. So Oh my goodness. I don't know if you can hear that. <laughs> my dog is whining. But uh, so yeah, four years ago is when I finished my 100 day running streak. Um, I've talked about this on the podcast before. And while it was an amazing experience, I don't recommend it to anyone. Um, it was really hard on my body, but it was still an amazing thing. And I learned so much about myself and running and movement and you know, just created a really fun community with running. And so on my 100th day of running, um, over 100 people, I think it was like 146 people. There are like 10 dogs and like six babies. I don't know. Um, but all these people came out and we ran one mile, um, all together, all, all across the country. So we, my husband and I were in Atlanta and these are people all, all over Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. So the fourth annual, um, event is March 8th. So the same thing's going to happen. Um, you are going to get out there and you're going to run or run walk a mile, which is totally fine and acceptable. You know, the name of this podcast. Um, and really the day is just about getting out there and moving your body, uh, especially if it's winter and who knows when spring will be here. It's just a day to move your body if you've been in um, hibernation mode all winter. Just a fun event. Um, there are prizes. To win a prize, all you have to do is post a selfie on March 8th of you um, after your one-mile run or walk um, and use the hashtag run with Jacqueline. And also make sure to tag me. So if you uh, put it on Instagram, make sure you tag me. And if you put it on Facebook, make sure that you how to use a friend. Otherwise I won't be able to see it. There are prizes for, um, people who post an image, um, and posting on Instagram and on Facebook will enter you twice. Um, still working on the goodie bags for you. Um, and I'll let you know what will be in them, but some good stuff. Uh, awesome. Okay. So let's get to today's episode. Um, the thing that struck me about today's episode is, I mean, literally how many of us women <laughs> spend so much of our lives yo-yo dieting. And sometimes we don't even realize it. We're just, we think like, no, I'm doing something for my body. But the whole idea of what we were doing was to make our body smaller, right? We've talked about this in podcasts before. Um, I loved hearing from Krissa. She used this word depleting energy, depleting our body. And I was like, that is so true. It's just this mindset shift. Um, and you know, I started running to lose weight. That was my sole goal was to make my body smaller. And the more that I did it, the more that things shifted, I realized I cannot, this cannot be my sole goal of life is losing weight. There has to be more to this. And so you'll hear Carissa's story with excessive cardio, excessive exercise, restrictive diets, and how she kind of shifted more and how she found this love for Pilates. So the same thing, the same way that I found a love for running and lifting weights, she found her movement, her passion with Pilates. Um, we also talk about how 
Pilates is awesome for runners. Again, we're strengthening. We're not depleting our bodies with exercise. We're strengthening our bodies. And Pilates, found um, I found a home with that when I was training for one of my marathons. It was such a great way to move my body in a different way, that cross-training. So you're going to love today's episode and definitely check out the show links. Carissa has some um, awesome freebies for you guys. Um, even if you cannot get to her studio in Illinois, she has some stuff online, a Facebook group, and um, a really neat workbook to work through those mindset shifts because um, that's where we really see all of the growth is when we start working on the things that we say to ourselves about our body, about food, about ourselves. Um, let's get started. I'm so excited today on the podcast. I have Carissa Floyd. How are you doing today? Hi, good. Good. It's so great to connect with you. So I do want to share how I found Carissa. I love the internet <laughs> and I love all of the little mini communities and connections, but she's actually, um, her husband was our videographer, such a talented duo, both self-employed, just making it out there being bosses. So um, I'll probably post a link to the video of our wedding because I love it, <laughs> his work. And now we're going to get to know you and your amazing work too. So yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. yeah, welcome to the podcast. So she's recording from her Pilates studio and we'll get started in that in a little bit. But I like to talk about, you know, your journey with health and fitness before we get started, just so that people can understand where you're coming from, why you started this stuff. And it's just good to hear like, other women's stories because sometimes we see someone's picture on Instagram or in a magazine we're like everything was easy for them like you know they didn't have any challenges um, so it's always good to just kind of bring things down and just get to know you so tell us a little bit about health and fitness for you say in high school or post high school early adulthood yeah that's a good question um, I'm gonna kind of break it up like fitness-wise and then health-wise, because um, for me, those are kind of two separate things. Um, so fitness-wise, I started becoming interested in like doing fitness stuff around in high school. Um, I didn't grow up in any sports, not super coordinated at all, like outside of Pilates, I'm kind of a klutz. So, so I never did anything like that. Um, but I started doing like at-home yoga DVDs, walking more. Um, and then I started trying to do like other fitness stuff. I tried doing weights at the gym. Um, I tried doing like tons of cardio where I would just like do the elliptical for like two hours. <laughs> just like, why was I doing that? I don't Everyone, know. all of us did it. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. You just think like, oh, I just need to do cardio for hours, which is like not helpful. I dislocated my knee doing that. Um, so that hurt. And then in yoga, I dislocated my femur. Um, turns out, I think I have a genetic thing, like it runs in my family where it's like a connective tissue disorder. Um, so my joints are actually already very loose. So they are prone to dislocation. Um, so what would happen is any exercising that I tried, I would reach a plateau where like, I was like, I was so diligent. I wanted to do it and I wanted to like stick to stuff. And then I would reach a point where like, I would physically hurt myself doing like just a normal program. Right. Um, and then, but I just want to say. Two hours on elliptical is not a normal program. <laughs> you don't need to do that. <laughs> but doing regular stuff, like I would follow weight life, like weightlifting programs or whatever, and I would be fine at 20 pound dumbbells, and then I tried 25, and like my shoulder would be like it's gonna pop out. You know, like little things like that. And it was super discouraging. Like I really felt like I could not move my body well, um, and I couldn't be fit, and I couldn't push myself. And um, that doesn't feel good to feel like you can't move through space and life and feel good about your body. Um, 
so that I think led to a lot of other stuff too. Um, but fast forward to, um, I was probably, I think it was in college at this point, and this is so vain, okay, but I was watching um, a show and they showed a dancer and she looked amazing. She was like long and lean, but she had muscle like everywhere. Like she just looked like if I could look like anything like that's what I want to look like I just want to look like healthy and fit and strong and her moves were gorgeous and she had the strength to do whatever anyone asked her to do on the show right um and they showed a tiny video of her on a reformer which I've never seen before and so I'm literally googling like machine with springs <laughs> I'm like oh, what is this yes. <laughs> this is like I don't know 2009 2010 maybe so I literally wasn't super popular in my area. I just had no idea. I finally come across Pilates Reformer and really bad financial choice with my student refund money. I bought the cheapest reformer you can buy online. Um, and I did that with like YouTube videos and um, had no idea what I was doing. And I looked back and I was like not doing anything right. But I remember telling Hunter, he was my fiance at the time. I was like, I feel my muscles and my joints don't hurt. He was like, yeah, that's what people feel when they work out, you know, but I never felt that. Like, I was always in pain when I worked out. Um, so Pilates really helped me to create, like, stability around my joints. Um, and now it allows me to work out and push myself. And, like, now that I've built that solid foundation, I can amp it up and do stuff. And I feel, like, really a ton of freedom to be able to move my body. Um, and to like move it freely without pain or discomfort or like, injuring myself. Um, so that's kind of like my fitness journey, if that makes sense. And now I try to mix it up and yeah, that's where I'm at. I think a lot of people can relate to that. Like, oh, this is just how my body feels. Like I'm just, I just always am in pain and this is what it is. Yeah. Um, and it's really freeing when you feel like when you find a way to move your body, that feels like the right way to move it. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Everyone has that thing that they just love that just feels really good for them. And um, I always bring it back to like, does this movement bring you joy? And can, do you feel like you can move freely? Um, and if so, like, that's a really awesome spot to work from. But if you're like putting yourself through stuff that you hate and then you're so sorry you can barely move and then you're just like, I don't know. Sometimes I feel like we go through all this like striving and like, like I have to do this. I have to beat myself up to like be fit. Um, and sometimes it's just letting go and finding the thing that like feels good for you and then you'll do it more and then you'll probably feel more, <laughs> more success and I don't feel better about your body. Yeah. I think that goes back to the idea of like no pain, no gain and people taking it literally like, oh, I, you know, like being in pain, like this just is what it is. And I do remember one time watching a yoga video and them talking about like, there's a difference between being in pain and there's a difference between like challenging yourself a little bit like right. and I was like oh I shouldn't like this shouldn't hurt <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely but yeah when you start out you're just like I don't like I don't know what I'm doing I have no, no idea no one does. and you just think like I, I mean like I said like when I started out on oh I have to do two hours on the electrical like that's crazy to the point where like okay I'm like my legs are shaking and I dislocated my kneecap <laughs> cool. yeah like it was just not efficient um and i never like really enjoyed it it was just i thought that's what i had to do and i don't know why but i don't know, I don't know if that makes yeah sense. yeah the yeah oh i'm supposed to actually be enjoying this i'm allowed to enjoy this i'm allowed to enjoy these things i do that's yeah absolutely 
Yeah, and I do find um, I have a lot of clients and I'll see them transition. Um, and Pilates is definitely a different way of moving than like a weight training program or running or anything. And that's they're all have different like ways that you need to move. Um, but when you're doing Pilates, sometimes it's letting go of a lot of big muscles and working the tiny ones. Um, and you can just see people they want to hold on to tension, like they're doing like like almost like I'm trying and I'm doing better if I'm squeezing more and tighter, like I'm, it's more efficient, but then things aren't moving well. And as soon as they let go of those like big things, sometimes everything just starts to flow really well. And then you watch their face and it's just like this, like, I could just like, it's just like, an, like, oh, it feels good. <laughs> when you finally let go and you just move well, it just feels really good. I don't know. And, and you know it when you feel it, like mm -hmm. that's kind of the thing. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. And I love that you keep using the word move and movement. And that's, I think that a mindset shift of like, like instead of exercise can sometimes feel like punishing doing something to your body, but you move with your body. Like you have this, like you have to have a relationship with your body to do Pilates. This is not, <laughs> you're not grinding. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's true in all movement modalities, like whatever your choice of movement is, um, it is movement. Like, um, so in like this workbook, like we'll talk about later or whatever, um, I talk a lot about moving um, and bringing joy into that. And sometimes it's like going on a walk with your favorite people or going to that special spot or like, I don't, I don't know, it can be anything, but like hiking and being in nature, or it doesn't have to be like, I'm grueling and like killing my body every day. Sometimes maybe you like that and that's fine and do it and add it in, but like movement is so much more than just going to the gym. Um, and yeah, I think it's really important to tie it all in. Yeah. Like, I like that. So let's backtrack a little bit. So you got into Pilates and you got your first, um, I'm sorry, say that word again. Oh, reformer. Okay. Yeah. And so how, so after that, like now you have a studio, like bridge the gap, where, like what happened then? <laughs> so it was kind of crazy. I, not something I was planning on doing at this stage of my life, um, but I'm so grateful for it. Uh, so I, um, I was in Vegas when I first started doing kind of moved all over the place um but when I first started doing Pilates and then um my mother-in-law I just started getting into it and my husband mentioned it to her and so for my birthday she got me a one month unlimited membership to a studio near me um and I had never been to a studio or like on a real piece of equipment like just to give you a little background reformers have springs um and mine had bungee cords <laughs> so if you can imagine the difference it's like not the same at all. As soon as I got on it, I sold mine. <laughs> this is horrible. Um, but I fell in love with it and it was there like every day. Um, and then the owner and I developed a really awesome relationship. She was just a, became really a mentor to me, um, which is wonderful. And um, she was like, the end of my month was up. I'm still in college. She was like, what are you going to do? And I was like, well, you know, I'm in college, so <laughs> I can't afford to keep coming to a studio and whatever. Um, and so I started working there. She needed a front desk person, and I learned, like, the whole check-in system. I would clean the studio, scrub the toilet, like, whatever, um, in exchange for classes. So that's, like, I kind of paid my way through that. Um, and then I would take classes. And then her studio, she became a training, like, she was hosting trainings um, through Stop Pilates to become an instructor. Um, so she, and she really encouraged me to take it. I was not planning on teaching. I, didn't, I went to school for psychology. So that was like, not my goal, you know? Yeah. Um, 
but I wanted to know more about it and more about like how my body moved. I'm pretty type A, so I really wanted to like break everything down. Uh, and I learned all that in the course, but then I fell in love with it so much. I would like learn things and be like, Hunter, I gotta show you this. Or, you know, like, let me see this. Like, did you know your spine's doing this and it needs to be here? And you know, whatever. He's like, I don't, he's like, I just wanna lift stuff up and put it down. <laughs> I don't wanna think that much. <laughs> like, but you should think that much, <laughs> you know, so, um, but I, I just like developed this passion for it and it changed my view on exercise and movement so much that I really wanted to share that with other people and, um, and even it changed my body, like not feeling pain in my joints and being able to actually move well and feel well in my body. Um, so I started doing that. We moved to Chicago. I taught there at studios for two years. Um, also had our son at that time and just kind of taught part-time. Um, then we moved to Houston where I taught at a Stop Pilates training center. Um, and that was awesome. Learned so much. Then we moved back up to Chicago. <laughs> um, Chicago, we were here second time and I just interview everywhere. So I was like, I don't want to live in the same place we used to live and all that stuff. Found this really cute little studio in Lake Bluff. Loved it. Um, I developed some of the most amazing clients and had awesome relationships with all of them. Like there were, I, I don't have a client that I'm like, oh, I don't want to. <laughs> like I literally love all my clients, um, and I did up there too. And so I spent a year developing all my clientele there. And then at the end of the year, and I don't know. I mean, I'm sure you know, it was like freelance stuff. It takes a while to develop like clientele. Unfortunately, brick and mortar. Every time you move you've got to redo it, you know? So I get all that, um, had the perfect schedule, love my classes, love my clients. And then the end of the year, I was in like, um, in that studio, the owner's like, I'm leaving. <laughs> no, <laughs> I don't want to start from scratch all over again. And, um, so I started looking at places to take my clients that had group reformer, like small group reformer classes up here. Um, and there really wasn't any. There was private studios, and then there are studios um, about like 15, 20 minutes, which is kind of too far. Like my clients will mostly go there. Um, that have like a lot of reformers. So I kind of wanted to like keep my niche going of like small individual reformer classes, individual based reformer classes. Um, so I was like, okay, well now's the time to do it. So I tried it, um, and it's working out. <laughs> so, so that's the gap. <laughs> yeah. So many, um, and I, I love. I love hearing things like that because obviously I'm like, hey, what am I doing with my life? Oh, let me try stuff out. But um, it's so cool to hear someone like reinvent themselves and like these challenges pop up, but I'm going to figure out, we'll figure it out and keep going along. Yeah. Yeah. It's um, kind of just have to go with the flow. Like I just kind of fell into it and um, it's been awesome. Yeah. So you've been here for a year now? Um, we've been in Chicago. Or, 2017. Yes. Yeah. Um, so a little bit over two years now, or about two years close. Yeah. yeah. Um, but then the studio's been open a year. So we opened January 2018. So, oh, did you? Oh, so it has. Okay, cool. That's, yeah, so that's like, yeah. That's really exciting. Yeah. yeah being self employed. Oh, so exciting and <laughs> <Yeah>. scary. <laughs> yes. Yeah, all the good and bad. Yeah. So we touched on this a little bit before we started recording. Um, but I told you how, when I was training for my first marathon or maybe it was my second. Now I'm looking back. I'm like, was it my second? Yeah. I think it might've been my second because the first one I didn't actually train and it was okay. awful, <laughs> but it yeah. was the second <laughs> marathon where I was like, I need to, um, 
it actually was like, okay, I messed up that first one. I want to actually do well the second one. And that's when I started incorporating um, other types of movement besides just running. So that's when I got into doing Pilates at home. I've never been to a studio, but it was just so great moving my body in a way that was not just running and not just my feet, you know, pounding on the pavement. Um, and it was just so great. And it was also, um, it was just like a time, like I enjoyed running, but it was still like a very hard mental challenge of like being out there. And Pilates was like, Oh, like I'm doing something and it's challenging, but it's also not so destructive to my body. And I love running and obviously it's about, you know, but like yeah. it's hard running and you know, you're, everything hurts. Everything hurts when you finish a long run. So, um, let's talk a little bit about the benefits of benefits of Pilates for runners. Um, you know, like how, like why should someone, you know, check out Pilates and what's it going to do for them? Yeah, absolutely. That's a great question. Um, so the first thing um, that I think a lot of people think about when they think about Pilates is core strength. Um, and if you think about that with your running, you really do need a lot of core stability to stay upright, to keep your pelvis in the right spot so that you're not in your lower back, to move and run efficiently. Um, we focus a lot on your posture. So I know ideally when you finish a run, you're standing up straight, but sometimes there's like that picture of you crossing a line and you're like, hunched down and forward or you know and you think you're up and you're not right mm -hmm. um and that way is kind of more like if you're rounded forward and you're upper back you can picture that when you're running um you're kind of falling forward now you're not propelling yourself forward in space efficiently so goal is that we work on your posture we work all those little muscles in your back to keep you upright we work your core to keep you upright so you are actually moving forward and not falling forward um, and then if you think you hit on this already, like things are tight, things are sore. Um, the things that are tight or, or shortened, I should say, we lengthen, right? So you think about like IT bands get short and tight, hip flexors get short and tight. Um, those are things that we're going to lengthen and strengthen. Um, all, and then areas like anywhere you're sore, we're going to probably lengthen. Anything that you're worried about getting injured is a joint and an area that we're going to work on stabilizing and strengthening. I talked a little bit earlier about like how Pilates help my joints like get more stable. Same things we do a ton of footwork in Pilates. So your feet, I mean ankle stuff, um, you need all that stability in your ankles and your feet when you're running. Um, and then good length in the back of your calves, on your shins, if you get shin splints, like you, you know how painful that is. So working throughout those little muscles is so good. We strengthen the muscles around your knees. Knees are another common injury with running. Um, work on your alignment and the tracking. And then we strengthen and mobilize all the muscles around the hips. Um, and then we also do a lot of balance work and like one leg and unilateral stuff. So when you're running, you're kind of always on one leg. Right? But um, we don't often train that way outside of that. Like then everything else we do, like we'll do weights and stand on two feet and you know, whatever. Um, so it's really good to train your body. Like we'll do single leg work, um, balance stuff so that you have the strength in your hip to just be on one leg. And that happens fast when you run. So you, it needs to be able to recruit quick. Um, so then we can work on tempo stuff and all of that. And I know that's a really long answer, but I always break it down to like, what you want strong, we strengthen. What you want long, we lengthen. What you don't want injured, we try to strengthen the muscles and joints around it, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. And I, I'm so glad that you talked about the strengthening um, part because I know it's the beginning of the year and a lot of people 
are going to get into the running and then they're going to see injuries. And so that like, you have to strengthen your body and it can't just be two hours of cardio. Like you have to. Yeah. Yeah. It's just so important to cross train. And then what you'll notice is that when you're cross training and, and it's, um, intentional cross training that you're, you're specifically training to help you run better, your running's going to get more efficient. Um, and, and you'll just, Mm -hmm. <laughs> not yeah. science based but it feels good <laughs> yeah it does yeah really yeah. yeah so the, yeah those are really good tips um I'm glad yeah I like that a lot um so we also talked a little bit about the workbook that you created um and this mindset component when it comes to food exercise our bodies life Let's talk a little bit about that. Um, what what yeah. thing did you? <laughs> yeah, so I'm gonna kind of back up a little bit, just like on my, like I said, I go back to that part. So just like yeah. my food journey. Yeah. At the same time that I was trying to feel good in my body, and I felt like I couldn't, um, I developed a lot of disordered eating patterns, um, and I think a lot of that stemmed from the fact that I felt like I couldn't do one part of that, so I'm just gonna really control the other part. Um, and I also it was around the time when it was like low fat, everything, calories, low on everything. Um, now just eat stuff that was just filled with crap. Um, just because it said it was lower calories or zero fat, you know, we just had tons of like, you remember getting all these bars and they just had so much stuff in them. Now I look back and I'm like, why don't I should have just gotten the full fat one? <laughs> that had less stuff in it. You know, just, I mean everything is changed. Like our, our understanding of nutrition continually changes and new stuff is always coming out. Um, but at the time I was like, I would log everything. Um, and it became very restrictive. And then coupling that with like crazy cardio, you know, sessions, like I was mentioning, which, um, really didn't help me. It wasn't any stronger. I didn't feel like I was moving any better. Um, I didn't feel good. Like I was tired. I was groggy. My body didn't, it was weak, actually, it was very weak, um, and I developed a lot of issues in the hospital a little bit in high school for that, um, so that was kind of like a interesting, uh, I don't know, and I, I don't know that that ever 100% is like, I would love to say that that's just 100% gone for the rest of me, you know, but I think um, once you develop some weird stuff with food, I think it's something you kind of have to intentionally shut down, like often, yeah. um, and so that's where the mindset stuff has really helped me a lot. Um, and then, then I went through different phases of eating different diets, um, I was vegan for a little bit, vegetarian, back vegan, then just like nothing. Same. <laughs> um, because I felt so like, you know, I don't know. Um, and then about a year after I had my son, I developed a lot of intestinal issues and, um, I would just have stabbing pains that I was in the ER a few times, oh, like no one could figure out what was going on. And. Like, just, like, I could not move. Like, just debilitating pain. Um, and thank God I found a doctor, and he was like, let's just try changing up your diet a little bit. And he basically put me on, like, an autoimmune paleo diet, um, yeah. kind of elimination thing. And really his whole point on that was, like, let's get rid of inflammation that could be going on. Um, and, again, that was, like, me and, like, my health stuff that, like, I needed to do that. Not everyone needs to go on an autoimmune paleo diet just for the fun of it. Um, it's not fun at all. But I did find triggers and things for me that, um, that were causing a lot of pain. Mm -hmm. Everything changed when I was like eating, like how my body needed to eat. Um, and but really, what was really cool is now that I'm kind of like in this 
I'm pretty much like paleo now, um, with like a few exceptions, but that's pretty much where I'm at. But now that I'm there, so like I do have restrictions in my food groups, right? But within those groups, I can eat whatever I want in unlimited quantities, and I'm not counting anything. Um, I feel like I can really listen to my body. Like one week I was like craving lemons and ginger, and I was getting sick, which is like great, and I never had that awareness before. Um, and then the other thing is it just kind of took out like any of my trigger foods or binge things or things that I had weird relationships with. Mm -hmm. Those were just gone. And now I'm able to just like eat for nourishment. Um, and it's like I use apps where like, and not like obsessively, but like once a month I'll check in to see where I'm at, where it has like rings to like fill up your vitamins and minerals. Um, and so what's really cool is to watch like, oh, I need a little bit more vitamin C today. I'll go eat an orange or some leafy greens or, you know, um, and to literally watch my like watch my food intake, like I'm eating my vitamins um, and really I don't like I, I the first time I was probably about a week into this diet and I made this massive salad and it had avocados and nuts and tons of chicken it was literally this family-sized bowl of salad I was so hungry um, and I took a lot of time to prepare it and just so much stuff didn't measure my dressing or you know like I just went nuts and it probably had a ton of fat like a ton, which I would have been really scared about years prior, but I was starving. <laughs> I was like, I'm eating this. And I am like going crazy on this salad and every bite was just like amazing. And I remember stopping partway through and saying, literally I said out loud, I feel so nourished. And I've never had an experience with food where it's not like I didn't feel so full, I couldn't move. I didn't feel so stuffed. I didn't feel like guilty or bad. I just felt like I was taking care of my body and I had so much gratitude for that. Um, and that was like a huge mindset shift for me. It's like, oh my gosh, I can eat to nourish my body and I should feel really joyful about that. Yeah. <laughs> Which sounds so simple. Like, eat good food and feel good about it. It <laughs> but, is, yeah. It's, yeah. it's the, the whole thing though. It is so true because it was like low fat. Let me, I'm crying now. <laughs> but it's just like, like we spent so much of like our teens or 20s or 30s and people listening they might be listening to me like I still am afraid of fat like I still check you know like I still check those things but it's yeah. like we spend so much time trying to decrease and like and shrink our bodies and like okay I can't eat that because blah 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 well if I eat this now I have to go on the elliptical for two hours because I have to burn that off and then it's like wait what I can do Pilates to add value to my body. I can eat a salad with avocado right. to add value. Like what? No. <laughs> yeah, but I love that you said add value because it really is all about, I mean, I think your body knows when you're taking care of it and it knows when you're depleting it. It knows when you're adding energy and it knows when you're taking energy away. If you're killing yourself for no reason and exercise that's like not good for you at that moment, it's not what you need, you are depleting your energy. Like just cut and dry, you're burning cal like you're just, you are depleting energy. When you're on a diet and it's about restriction, you're depleting your energy. And unfortunately, what I see a lot of is people, and I see this in the fitness industry a lot, people are really excited to come in and tell me how they are depleting themselves today. And it makes me so sad. Like, they'll come in and be like, I'm doing this juice thing or, you know, whatever. And, like, everyone has their own thing and it has to do what's right for them. That's fine. But I never, I have never had anyone come in and say, you know what? 
I just ate the best salad today and it was so huge and I nourish my body so well. <laughs> I would <laughs> so say that. Yeah. Talk about that. Like it's yeah. like, oh, I have to talk about how I'm killing myself, not how well I'm taking care of myself. And it's um, it's almost like this badge of glory, like, oh, I did all these ten things and it's and none of those things are adding to you. They're not um, they're not fulfilling, they don't bring joy. It's like it's I don't know. I think your body really your body knows and it feels when it's taken care of and when it's not. If you're putting good food in and you're nourishing your body, it's gonna move well. And so the whole point of this workbook is like, okay, what if we just stop the process? Like when, okay, we're in New Year's, right? Everyone's doing like, okay, I have this goal and a lot of people are gonna start with some really big exercise thing or some really big diet thing or both and they're gonna combine them and they're just gonna literally deplete from both ends. And then they're going to be so exhausted that they get to rest, maybe, or they rest out of exhaustion. And so my whole hope with this workbook was, what if we just flipped it? What if we focus, focus on resting first, like your body, your mind, your spirit, getting everything like just rest. And then if a rested body could then make nourished and like mindful decisions about your food, and then a nourished and rested body that's like fueled up and ready to go, that body wants to move and it feels good moving. And like the movement is a byproduct of resting and nourishing yourself. Um, like you don't drive a car with no gas, same thing. Like, but we do that. We're just like, no, I just want to get there. I'll just go without gas. And then we burn out and then we feel depleted and then we feel like we aren't capable of doing stuff. Um, and if, and of course it doesn't work, <laughs> you know, like, why would that work? Yeah. <laughs> and then we, then we think it's us and like, we can't take care of ourselves and I'll never do that diet again or, you know, whatever. And really it's just like, no, if you just rest and then take care of your body and then it's good to move um, and then move it in ways that feel good mm -hmm. um, and just trying to take out um, and then also bringing emotions into it. I think a lot of diets take away from the emotion of food. There's emotions that come with food and guess what? They're awesome. Like joy gratitude, peace, like, um, yeah, people say, like, if, like, I've heard so many things, like, oh, don't eat, um, like, recognize if you're eating because you're sad or lonely or ang hungry or angry or tired or, you know, all those things, um, and then just don't, like, we recognize guilt, and we'll say, yeah, guilt, we can't do guilt or whatever, but, um, but we don't recognize any of the happy emotions with food, like, food is so communal, and when you eat and you feel really good about it, it should bring you joy, and you should have gratitude for those moments. Um, it feels closer with the people that you had Thanksgiving dinner with. And, um, you know, like you can bring all those good things in. And, and again, adding to that feeling of abundance and is this adding value to me um, and to my body. So I think adding emotions, healthy emotions back in um, to all of those parts and giving yourself permission to rest and all of that is really helpful. I love what you talked about. And I think it's so cyclical too, that if you – when your mindset shifts about exercise or movement, mm -hmm. and it, I don't know which one happens first, if it's with the food or with your body or what, but then it allows that mindset shift to happen with the other things because they're like they're related. If you have a crappy mindset about food, you're probably thinking about exercise as a way to deplete your body as well and, and both. But then this like, oh, I'm doing this for my body. It's like, wait, what? Yes. What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And, and again, it sounds so simple. 
Um, but it really is so freeing when you can just rest and eat and move and it's not a drama, you know, <laughs> like we can we make it kind of complicated, I think. We do. And it, and it, it makes sense why, because it's, you know, so many things thrown at us. And I was thinking about, um, there's a gym I went to in Atlanta and I actually really, really liked the workout. Um, it, they were all different stations and it was fun. Like I had fun while I was there. There was music it was fun, but I hated reading the descriptions of the class because it would be like, come to this class and burn 750 calories from your body, like 750 unwanted calories from your body. And I was like, you can say it's a super intense class and that I'm, you know, I'm going to get a good sweat and I'm going to feel strong after leaving it. But this idea of like, I don't want to know how many cal like, and also that's not even accurate. Like you can't, <laughs> you have no idea how many calories my body is going to burn, how intense I'm going to go, you know, my metabolism, all of these things. But just that idea of like, the only reason I'm going to this class is to burn part of my body, like burn off energy. No, no. Um, and I think I, I do see shifts in some people in some classes in this, like, Hey, let's do this for ourselves instead of taking away from ourselves. There's still, there still is that, and there probably always will be. Yeah, yeah, and it, it definitely is hard <laughs> as well because people, people also come. Some people come wanting that. It's so hard. I've, I have been careful about how we word our class descriptions. And, like we have a cardio class, you know, that's going to be more cardiovascular than like our regular Pilates class or you know whatever. Um, but I really try not to use words that are like like you said, like burn or like anything that would make someone feel like they, like their body is not fine how it is. Um, we have so many awesome people in here that are so strong. And I feel like to even say those words, like you need to burn this many calories, it's like, one, who am I to say that? They like, don't, like they're awesome. I have people that are stronger than me, like which I love, like taking people, like I want to push them to do stuff I can't even do. Like it's awesome. Um, and I have people that have they just move so much better than they did even a year ago. And that should be like celebrated and not like, a, like I said, people just want to come in and talk about what they depleted though. And that always makes me so sad. Oh, like you're so awesome. And you've worked so hard and you've built all this muscle and like, look at your range of motion and look at the strength that you can do and the moves you can do that you couldn't do a year ago. Um, and then, but sometimes that's like, that's not enough or, you know, I don't know. Um, yeah. 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 <laughs> I know. And I think about that. Sometimes, sometimes I think about just like public school and like there were schools that I taught at that had like standard based uh, report cards where it talks about all of the things that your kid could do, but then you'd have to apply like a grade label and it would be like, but look at how much they've grown you know, I can list all of these things that they weren't able to do, but then it's like, no, I have to put this label on. And it's like the label can really, you know, I don't know, like you said, like, oh, it's not enough, but it's like, but no, like we don't all, we don't all progress at the same, at the same, um, speed or, you know, we take on different things. Um, but yeah, yeah just, it's like, we, we want to put on a label like good or bad enough, not enough. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so getting out of that is, it's very freeing. <laughs> it's hard. It's hard mindset work, though, and, it, and I think it takes daily shifts. Like, you have to constantly remind yourself, um, especially if you're coming from any other viewpoint, like, no, this is good. This is good for my body. I'm like, this is not related 
what I'm eating now is not related to my workout tomorrow. Or like you kind of have to shut things down a little bit and then reframe it and then build it up in a different way. And that's like, it has to be really intentional. It can't be just like, yeah, tomorrow I'm just going to get over all my stuff with food. <laughs> like, like it just doesn't, I wish that it was so quick. Maybe for some people it is. I don't know. For me, it was not. It's still, is a, it's a journey. It's always a journey. It is. Um, yeah, I think I had a trainer and, and this actually was helpful for a little bit. He was like, just don't binge on the weekends. And I was like, yeah, you're right. Just don't do that. Okay, cool. And then it worked. And then I was like, but wait, like, why, like, why is this happening? And it's like, well, there's this mindset that I haven't addressed. And so like, I can restrict this thing and that's going to work for a little bit. But like, if I don't work on this, the mindset of why all of that's happening, then that, you know, okay, cool. That, that'll last for a couple of weeks. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Cool. Well, this was so wonderful um, connecting with you. Yeah. So if people want to find out more about um, your workbook or your studio, where can they find you? Yeah. Um, so they can find our website is the Um And then under the about thing is the Julio and Pilates. Um, it says like Julio and Pilates program. They can just click that. And then we're trying it out right now, just the workbook section. Um, so you can do it with any dietary preferences. It doesn't have to be with paleo, like all that mindset work. It's like a daily journaling kind of um, layout uh, to just kind of help you work through through all that and we can work through it together. Um, so that's all there. Um, so they just put their email in and then we send them that just complimentary right now just to try it out, love the feedback afterwards. Like that's kind of the goal. Um, and then we have a closed Facebook group where I'll be doing like some videos and just kind of um, accountability, people sharing recipes. I'm not sending out like meal plans or anything. Um, I think everyone knows how they, you know how you need to nourish your body. Um, and then it's just uh, like a group to encourage each other and doing that and doing the so um so yeah so on um on the on our website they go to the paleo and Pilates program um, email and then we can hand out the workbook and then join our facebook group that's yeah. wonderful what are, that's a really cool way to connect um even if they're not in illinois that they can connect exactly. with you um so yeah anyone that's related to your story of the low fat and high cardio and wanting yeah. to make that shift yeah absolutely Cool. Great. Okay. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Thanks. Okay. Awesome.